So the Supreme Court has granted review and will decide an important case which will help bring an end to the ATF's current overreach and their attacks on the Second Amendment. So let's talk about this. But real quick before we jump into this video, if you think the ATF's overreach needs to be stopped, go ahead and hit that like button and subscribe. Also, I mentioned that we now have a podcast available. The last couple episodes, many of you probably caught here on YouTube, but it's also available on the audio formats. Uh, it's available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, etc. So if you're interested in the audio-only version, you can follow the links down below and you can subscribe over there on the audio side so you can listen at work, uh, when you're in the car or whatever, because some of you I know don't always have an opportunity to watch the videos. So again, audio podcast is now available. As I mentioned in the intro, in this video, we're gonna be discussing an important case which the Supreme Court has now granted review in and will decide. The case is not a Second Amendment lawsuit, but it has huge implications for two-way litigation against the ATF and their current overreach. This case can help stop the ATF's pistol brace rule, their bump stock rule, and also their current frames and receivers rule. This case is called Loper v. Ramonda, and this lawsuit aims to bring an end to Chevron deference. And many two-way organizations know how critical this Supreme Court decision will be and they have now jumped in to support the Supreme Court striking down Chevron deference once and for all. Now, the facts around this case are as follows. Loper Bright Enterprises is a family-owned herring fishing company that operates out of New England. The company is engaged in herring fishing, which takes place on a small boat. However, the herring industry in the area came under attack because of a new rule issued by the National Marine Fisheries Services. This regulation requires that the herring fishing boats must have an additional person on board to serve as a monitor. The rule requires this additional monitor so that the boats are in compliance with the tracking compliance required by federal regulations. Not only does the monitor take up space on the boat, but the fishermen must also pay that monitor's salary, which is estimated to be around $700 a day. And if the fishing boats decline to carry a monitor, they are prohibited under the rule from essentially being able to fish herring. They are not able to do that. Lober Bright and other fisheries sued and challenged this rule, arguing that the NMFS lacks statutory authority to force them to pay these monitors and have them on their boats. On review, a district court held that the statutory text did authorize this new rule. Lober Bright then appealed and the DC circuit held that the statute was ambiguous but then the court deferred to the agency's interpretation under the doctrine of Chevron. Loper then filed a petition to the Supreme Court, which the Supreme Court recently granted review in. The recent order of the court states that the petition for a writ of certiari is granted limited to question two presented by the petition. Now, question two that the court is referencing is the question presented in the Loper petition. And that question is essentially whether the court should overrule Chevron or at least clarify that statutory silence concerning controversial powers expressly but not narrowly granted elsewhere in the statute does not constitute an ambiguity requiring deference to the agency. So the Supreme Court will hear this case and decide whether or not they want to overrule Chevron altogether, just simply do away with it, or at the very least, are they going to greatly limit the ability of agencies to use Chevron deference when a statute is silent on an issue? Now, if you're not aware of what Chevron deference refers to, Chevron deference is a term coined after a Supreme Court decision called Chevron versus the Natural Resources Defense Council. This case established the concept of courts upholding agency interpretations of ambiguous statutes that Congress has tasked that agency with implementing. However, generally for an agency to be given Chevron deference, the agency's interpretation of that ambiguous statute 
must be rational or reasonable. So when a statute is ambiguous in some way, the agency responsible for enforcing that statute may be able to determine what Congress intended as long as their interpretation is deemed rational or reasonable by the court. Now, in contrast to Chevron deference, there are other concepts. For example, there's the rule of lenity, which indicates that when dealing with criminal statutory interpretation, a court is required to apply any unclear or ambiguous statute in a way that is most favorable to the people, not the enforcement agency. There's also something called the major question doctrine, which the Supreme Court has used just this last year in the West Virginia versus EPA case. And then just recently also reused it in their decision striking down the student loan forgiveness program that was put in place by the Biden administration. What the Supreme Court indicated in West Virginia and some of these subsequent cases is that agencies will no longer be afforded broad Chevron deference when their actions have vast economic and political significance. Instead, the court is now establishing that if Congress wants to give an administrative agency the power to make these types of decisions, it must state that fact clearly and expressly in the statute. But there has not yet been a complete obliteration of Chevron, and that's why Congress could still potentially do that. In this case, Loper appears to be the Supreme Court taking up this very issue and finally going to address whether or not they are going to leave Chevron deference in place or are they going to do away with it. Now, you may be asking yourself, why is this important for the Second Amendment context? Well, that's because right now you are seeing the ATF and other federal agencies being very aggressive in their rulemaking processes, which directly impact our ability to access firearms, ammunition, and other items as well. For example, in just the last like five years, the ATF has engaged in rulemaking and put in place rules which essentially ban bump stocks as machine guns. Uh, they have gone after pistol braces and also unfinished frames and receivers. This is all done through the ATF claiming that they have broad statutory authority given to them under the NFA and GCA. If Chevron is completely done away with, then the ATF's claims that they have this type of authority will no longer be valid. And like I mentioned, multiple Second Amendment organizations have now seen how important this case is, and they have filed amicus briefs in support of the Supreme Court striking down Chevron deference once and for all. Two of those organizations are the big ones that we see always at the forefront of these types of issues. That's GOA and FBC. Both of them have filed amicus briefs. FPC in their amicus brief states that Chevron deference violates the federal constitution's separation of powers and thus undermines the framers constitutional design. Chevron violates Article 3 by transferring from the judiciary to the executive the ultimate interpretative authority to say what the law is. It violates Article 1 by incentivizing Congress to abdicate its legislative duties and delegate legislative authority to the executive. As a result, Chevron accumulates legislative, executive, and judicial powers in a single branch of the government, which the founders considered the very definition of tyranny. Chevron should be overruled. Way in their brief argued that the historical rules of statutory construction have been dramatically altered by the Chevron court, placing a heavy thumb on the scales of justice to uphold decrees of the administrative state against the people. During the nearly four decades since it was handed down, Chevron has had the perverse effect of not only encouraging Congress to delegate legislative rulemaking power to the executive, but also encouraging the judiciary to delegate its judicial interpretative powers. Infused with this trifecta of executive, legislative, and judicial power, the executive branch agencies have undermined the liberties of the American people almost entirely without redress. Chevron has compromised due process and equal protection. 
Congress has not only failed to guard against the executive's seizure of legislative power, it has found Chevron to be helpful in having the administrative state do the dirty work of imposing unpopular controls on Americans. So those are some of the statements that were made by some of the two big 2A organizations, GOA and FBC, who have filed amicus briefs to the Supreme Court in the Loper case. And essentially they're arguing and agreeing that the Supreme Court needs to finally strike down Chevron deference and Chevron deference should be no more. For the 2A community, this is a very big case. I cannot emphasize that enough. Uh, even though this case does not deal directly with firearms, it does deal with agency actions and agency overreach. The agency action issue is very relevant for firearms in the firearms community, and also a positive decision in Loper will go a very long way to stop the ATF's current overreach. Think of things like the pistol brace rule that a lot of people are fighting against right now, the frames and receivers rule, bump stocks, uh, force reset triggers, um, solvent traps, homemade suppressors, all of those types of issues are all encompassed by ATF overreach. So again, important case. It's good to see 2A organizations jumping into this battle, supporting this case. And again, go support those organizations like GOA and FBC who are doing the good things, who are fighting the good fight, and who are supporting these types of lawsuits. So if we get any more information on this critical case, I will let you all know. Also, if you like this video and you would like to support the channel, go ahead and like, comment, and subscribe. All those things help to fuel the algorithm and it signals to YouTube that you guys see value in these videos and in this type of toy news. As always, thank you everybody who likes, comments, subscribes, who hits the notification bell, who's following the podcast. You guys are directly impacting these videos, impacting this channel, impacting what we're doing here and helping me to reach and educate more people than I could ever do on my own. So as always, thank you all for watching. Don't forget to like and subscribe and never forget this nation was built by arm scholars and this nation will be maintained by arm scholars.